Hello. Hello. Industry. Industry. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Industry Tactics. I'm Friendly Rich, and Happy New Year. If you're listening in real time, it's 2021, baby, and we are excited. Um, You know, there's a lot on the horizon. I've got a new release coming up next month, a collaborative thing I did with David Sait and Uneel. So look out for more news about that coming up real soon. You can go to FriendlyRich.com to learn more about all uh, my my projects coming up. And uh, yeah, including a new podcast. There's a whole bunch of stuff I've got in the works. So very excited for the year ahead. Hope you all remain healthy. Wish you all the very best in your creative and personal lives. And this is episode 98, my chat with the composer, the community builder, the pianist, and the all-around inspiring human, Thompson Egbo Egbo. Enjoy. to industry tactics i'm here uh unpacking all of the tactics uh thompson we're approaching episode we're getting very close to episode 100 i've got thompson agbo agbo pianist composer wearer of many hats um even a real estate one so we're gonna we're gonna switch gears a little bit here thompson we are going to talk about all the industry tactics that you've learned along the way as a budding young musician uh, in growing up in Toronto's Regent Park, but also going to Berkeley to study music. You've been, you've been all over. Um, you've done a stint in Greece. I want to hear all about what you've learned about the music industry and, and you know, just how you go about um, creating a, building a career, a very diverse career in music. Um, learning, uh, learning piano coming up and then you, you, you know, you've done a lot in, in, in music. You've released how many recordings? Three recordings. Three records. Um, and we're going to get to playing some of that music, some of your, your beautiful uh, solo work and then work with your your trio um but yeah let's let's kick it off with some of the stuff that you've learned along the way uh good bad and ugly i want you to think of stories for anyone thinking w- with thin skin getting into the game of of the music industry w- what has it meant for you coming up 
you know, like you, you, uh, I'm sure you've had your doubts as everyone has coming up in music, but you've always had that confidence to just move forward in your career. So think of some stories. Let's get into it here. You've cracked a beer. What are you drinking? What are you drinking? Uh, A friend of mine was over the other day and, and, uh, dropped off some girls she didn't finish so i girls well here here's to you i i don't have anything on my end but here's to you my friend let's get into it let's get into it some stories where do you want to start when it comes to industry tactics industry tactics like what are the stories what do what do people center around so i mean there's like how many lessons are there to we, learn like there's so many lessons. yeah that well you, you're going to structure it in your own unique way mm-hmm. so i think you want to touch on your music education and what you learned i can reminisce on first meeting you at um when i first met you you were accompanying andrew staniland in a uh, composer shout out to andrew staniland yeah. doing doing work at um at a school the name of the school evades me now ah. oh that was when we went to napani or no no it was in toronto okay and um it'll come to me it was named after a a person does that help no it doesn't Uh, no no we don't need to guess the schools but it was out of toronto public school and you were accompanying you were this like uh anne laplante shout out to anne laplante from the canadian music center introduced us and you were just my recollection of you was this like sweet dude who who played and accompanied and was there for the students and just like you know i got to know you through my work at the canadian music center and i was just like you were a nice guy yeah and then i got to know you and i'm like wow this guy's sense of humor is like you know i i i, I got to know you but like no in all seriousness you were you were you were you were, you were just you you fit so nicely in the in the mix of what they were trying to present and um and then you pop up many years later at the region park school of music and i just think like so i've seen you wear many hats i've seen you wear many hats just even even performing you know um yeah you could talk about your music education um but i'm interested in the shit that like also doesn't doesn't lie well with you of like some of the biggest lessons that you've learned in music I'm sure come from meeting an asshole or two along the way that taught you a really valuable lesson. You know, those are the things that I want to kind of unleash, not to have a negative slant on it, Thompson, because that's not you. We got to, we got to, we got to like warn people. Right. I think one of the big pieces is the, um, you know, people joke about this all the time is the exposure and, and, you know, you know, I I'd say valuing, Oh, I love it. Valuing your, your art and what it is. And, you know, I, I was saying to a friend of mine, I remember uh, a couple of months ago that it, and I've said this repeated to different friends, which Mm -hmm. is one of the things I've learned over the years is that there seems to be this like irrefutable ratio ratio um, Uh between um, amount of work and compensation. And it never fails. The more work I'm doing, the less compensation I'm getting. Like, what less, is that ratio I don't, I don't in music? Or, it's like it, it doesn't it doesn't apply to law or any other field, no, right? What is that ratio in music? It's kind of yeah. like if yeah. I'm showing up to a gig where the instrument's already there, it's already tuned. I've got a yeah, um, uh, I've got a green room 
everything's yeah. taken care of. The money's already yeah. in the bank. I get to yeah. just walk on stage and walk off. That yeah. is going to pay me more than the gig that I've had to lug my instrument, set up. You know, yeah. somebody's told me to go sit in the kitchen to, you know, yeah. to eat my yeah. food. You know, <laughs> I, don't eat too loudly. You know, yeah. To, yeah, yeah. You know, and then if I'm getting paid, I'm lucky. And if and if that, uh, you know, um, it may be coming a couple of weeks later. Yeah. More yeah. likely, it's like, oh no, yeah. this is a good thing for you. So you, you know. Yeah. We're we're not paying, right. right? Well, oh, but you're paying the caterer and the the staff yeah. that's here. But uh, yeah. so what you do yeah. with the kids, you know? Um, and so, isn't that the isn't that so? And it's it's such a it's so annoying because everyone also knows that like yeah, and of course you do both gigs. Yeah, of course every every day of the week you do both gigs. I, right? oh, that's the thing though that you know you don't want to say that though you don't want to say that right? But, you can't yeah. you can't see that and it's no. so and it's funny that you say that because. Like what other industry where the the yeah. percentage of what you you earn like can the scale it's not doesn't even make sense right for you yep. for yep. Mon- yep. you could be doing a gig on Monday that that's worth fifty bucks and yep. on Saturday you're doing a gig that's worth three grand yeah and yeah, yeah, essentially yeah, yeah, the yeah, yeah. the effort yeah. and amount of work you're doing is the exact same yeah the output if not exactly, if not skewed you know? uh, if if not the Monday was yeah. harder yeah. yeah no 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 for sure it's like turning your light bulb yeah. on one 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 day yeah. it's fifty cents the next day it's a hundred bucks right that's exactly yeah so is 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 there an element of like gambling to the career of a musician like are you are you banking on some kind of weird dream or like confidence that it'll all work out like it is it is weird like if you imagine going to a high school and telling a bunch of kids like hey um (laughs) i got a great idea for you right this is a great career path you know monday night is 50 bucks yeah saturday night is three thousand you figure it out, you know, it's, 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 it's not like a lot. And many people don't get into it for those reasons. They're like, yeah, it's too ambiguous. I can't plan a life around that. Right. If you don't do the Monday night, 50 buck gig, you might not get to that Saturday, $3,000 kick. Right. Right. Um, Right. Right. You know, I I think for me, uh, clearly, because you've known that I've you know done various things, still dabbling in a lot of things. I think yeah. the biggest piece was actually, is, and I'm still figuring out what that is, which is defining what being a musician to you means, right? And for some people, it's totally fine to run around, you know, trying to play every gig that pays them a hundred bucks. Or for other yeah. people, it's like you know what, I rather play be a weekend warrior and uh, and just do you know do my nine to five. Yeah. And do the gigs like that for other people, something in between, Um, you know, for some people, I think the the place that I'm moving towards is that I actually see myself as a performer and I rather focus on that aspect than I need to necessarily say to myself or say to the world, Oh, well, I can make, you know, my entire income just on music. For me, it's more about, I would rather record music and play on stage and play in concert halls. So everything else is not as, you know, not as attached to that idea and that romanticism of what mm-hmm. for some people being a musician is. Um, mm-hmm. I also think, That's you know. That's so interesting. Yeah. What is a musician? And you're, yeah. you're really, you, you blur those lines. You've helped me understand how those lines can be blurred when you, when you approached me one day and said, yeah, I think I'm going to get my real estate license. And I went immediately, my first reaction was the wrong one. I went, 
Oh man, are you are you sure? That sounds like a like a like a like a sleazy like really like what real estate really? And then I sat back and went, no, that you're an asshole, Rich. That that is a that is a great and and really there you know like there's so many ways to skin a cat. If that feels comfortable for you, you do it and you did it, and a thousand other opportunities opened up for you in music. Yeah, with entertainment one, uh, like all of these relationships that you've been fostering over the past yeah. twenty years, and I, you yeah. know, and I would also say too, with that, you know, with other, um, with the other aspects of things I do in my life too, it, yeah, see, the real estate actually really enhanced a lot of that, and so even you know, yes. we've, talk, we've talked about um, the board work I do with uh, Dixon Hall, and I actually chair and run our real estate committee, and part of that is from the the lessons and things I've learned from the time I spent doing sure. commercial real estate, which I think I, you know, the door on that hasn't shut for me. I don't believe. And, and I, I, I think that's I, so cool, man. Um, I really do. I really like, <laughs> like, like I quit school to sell insurance because I was like Charles Ives, man, Charles Ives. When I found out in second year university that Charles Ives sold insurance to make his outlandish and weird music, I was like, that's a path. Yeah. So, so make the music you got to make. If you got to sell insurance, insurance, or if you got to sell, you know, a building, <laughs> do, yeah. do what you got to do. Oh, for sure. And I think there's many examples. I'm reading a really great book right now. I actually just finished it uh, called uh -huh. range um, by David Epstein. And he talks about uh, just how, kind of being a generalist he's like the generalists are the ones who actually generally do generally no pun intended um yeah, yeah. better over the long term which is that you know specialists they usually get out to a head start um, uh -huh. generally catch up and go further and so i see many examples of that where you know you know a lot of people draw you know it brings up two comparisons where you've got um uh, Roger Federer and Tiger Woods and a lot of people okay. look at Tiger Woods in his path, which is very narrow, very specialized. So mm -hmm. super young, you know, yeah. got up this incredible head start, obviously clearly dominant, but on the other hand, somebody who's been just as dominant in their field, Roger Federer, who played mm -hmm. multiple sports um, and didn't really focus in honing on tennis until in the later in it later in his teens. And you see that oh, wow. with a lot of um, athletes, but just how some of these different piece, um, ways of getting there. And actually the path that Roger Federer takes is actually a more common one than the sort of like choosing something, sticking with that, and then actually being the one that's right for you. Right. There's right, uh, right. It's a Vincent van Gogh, you know, if you've ever read and I, his, his story has popped up in a lot of books I've read um, recently, which is that basically if he died when he's, when he was 33, you'd never, you would never heard of him. Right. All of his work kind of comes later. He, he takes a, I love a it. very I love interesting it. path of, he started with artwork, but was kicked out of art school. Um, uh, and then he wanted to be a clergyman or something or like a, a priest that didn't work out for him, came back to sort of drawing. And they're like, you mm -hmm. should probably go hang out when in his adult years, you should go hang out with the kids. Uh, but that's what kind of allowed him to try different things and find his own style because I love that. I love that. What he is doing. Right. So uh, you I know, love I, that. Yeah. You know? Yeah, man. And, 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 and the idea of being rejected in, in your career, like you're, you're touching on that Van Gogh. I didn't know that. Like, I mean, imagine yeah. had he listened to, to that first rejection, uh, uh you know, uh, 
that that's I, I love stories like that right yeah. it's just like you got to persist in in order to put it out there so um you would you consider yourself to be a generalist i do i mean just hearing this is like yeah. you, you have definitely not been on a straight and narrow path but you are there's a i would also argue that there is a core focus to all that you do you've gone to you've gone to berkeley to study music um you know, your whole path, like, it's not, it's not outlandish. It's not, it's not weird to me, but then again, I guess I'm weird, but well, I, I don't know. I mean, it looks, I'd say, yeah, it looks outlandish, but a lot of the things have connected. Like the, you know, that's cool. real estate doesn't come by accident. Like it comes because of, um, you know, people I was surrounded in and um, uh, influenced by and some of the things they were doing and yeah. seeing an opportunity to, um, to do something, uh, not just sort of, not so much more, but to giving myself an opportunity to, to sort of think in a different way. I think yep. one of, I felt, uh, that's, that's, I that's important, right? Like yeah. to, to just see it from a different angle, totally different angle. Yeah. Yeah. We, you know, we had a discussion, you know, I felt like my music was fatigued from the standpoint of, I was asking, I felt like I was asking too many things of my music, right? It was like, it was supposed to feed me. It was supposed to be this artistic endeavor. It was supposed to be like this confidant. And I was like, I got to remove some of those roles. This is awesome. This is the conversation I want to have with you. Yeah. Yeah. And so, and that was part of it, right? I was, was, you know, I looked at myself, I was like, well, you know, when you envisioned yourself being a musician, was it this, right? And so was it like doing high tea at the Shangri-La and playing every other gig or teaching here or doing that? And I was like, no, there were yep. certain pieces that I envisioned and there were other mm-hmm. pieces that I didn't. And so mm-hmm. I, it was sort of a process of eliminating all the things I didn't see um, for myself, as which didn't resonate with me as what I felt like being a musician for me meant and okay. filling in those holes where they were. Right. And so, you know, for me, wow, I, love, I love performing, love being on stage. I love writing. Yep. Um, and yep. you know, I like, yep. love yep. recording everything else. You know, I felt like I could be doing something else. And so that's, you know, that that's like, you're, you're refining your focus. You're, you're clearly refining your focus. And that is, that, that is maybe, maybe, I I I want to think Federer as we get into into you know what I mean into these later chapters as your life and your career unfold because um yeah no I just think you're you're you, I I love you're the first um I think I think not that every musician I have in, I've interviewed on this podcast has had a unique and staunch and persistent approach to bringing the music they've had to bring to life you know, um, but, but you're the first, I think you're the first real estate selling uh, musician. And I don't want to, I don't want to put you in a, if, and I'm, if I'm putting anyone in a box, it ain't you because you, you have just continued to grow from that kid. Like, I, I don't know how, how old you were when I saw you at that school doing that work with, but you must've been, you were in high school. Yeah, I think so. You were in high school. At the end of it, like 18, maybe 17, 18. Yeah. Yeah. To to now, um, you clearly look back and go, yeah, you've you've been consistent with people, and that has allowed you to, and you've been creative, and um, and and I think um, nimble to to keep all of the opportunities in your life. Like you pay attention to what's around you. Yeah, but but um, to go to Berkeley takes a lot of persistence, 
And I know your story to get there was not without serious challenge for fundraising to get your ass out there to doing a four-year program in in what, two, two and a half years? Is that what it took you? Yeah. I say 27 months. That's how many months. 27 months. Yeah. Man, man. So let's uh let's take a breather here and set up one of your tunes can we play a track from your first record the very first one like short stories short stories that's solo piano yeah yeah right yeah yeah here comes uh set it up let's uh what do you want to play let's let's play uh let's play clouds clouds yeah enfantine
Beautiful, beautiful. Um, can you t- thank you? That was Clouds from uh, Thompson's first recording, short stories. P- where can people get your music? Is it? It's on iTunes. It's on yeah, uh, Spotify, Dreaser. Um, I tell okay. people, you know, if you like it, pop yep. that shit and send it to your friends. Um, yep, yep. Do it, do it, and go to agbomusic.com. Agbo e g b o music music.com to to learn all things thompson what was that track clouds and 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 tell us a little bit about that recording your first record short stories so that music was part of the soundtrack to listen to this which was the documentary on the program i was doing at jane finch Um, right it all it all comes together it all all comes together nice yeah uh recorded at number nine studios so funny enough um, actually, I don't think I'm allowed to tell this story. I can't tell the story. Yeah. But that that record, that that documentary, check out, listen to this, um, which is, is that a TVO documentary? Yeah, TVO Bravo. Um, I've got People it. You can up find on, that online, right? You can, yeah. If you go to my uh, YouTube um, channel. Okay, great, great. It's on my YouTube channel. Um, it's, oh, wow. Uh, wow. It's pretty, it's pretty awesome. Uh, yeah, it is. It's an yeah. inspiring documentary about Thompson's work in community music, as I mentioned. And you run your own foundation as well. Like, uh, what is your foundation? Is it the Egbo Foundation? It's uh, that's the website, but um, it's the Thompson T. Egbo Egbarts Foundation. There it is. And um, and what inspired you to do that? Not a lot of artists not enough artists are doing that to have a wing of their work that is strictly dedicated to building community and philanthropy. What, what drove you to do that at an early age? I must say to, to, to think, to think that up. Uh, You're the only artist I think I've had on this podcast (laughs) who's done that as well as an industry tactic. Like what drove you, what motivated you? So so there's a couple of things. So one, I think uh, just cause I'm nuts. Uh, and I don't really, I don't think things through, um, what drove, what the main sort of engine behind that was I had been supported so much, even that early at that, at like 19, when I, when the foundation was created, that I was like, Oh, I've got to like, you created that when you were 19 years old. And I'll, and I'll, so there's other sides to that story. So that I'll, that that go into this, you'll laugh at because they play totally into it, which is for me, it was like, there were all these um, organizations, whether it was, you know, Regent Park School of Music, whether it was the people I met at Dixon Hall, whether it was Montreal, mm-hmm. whether it was stuff I did with the Duke of Edinburgh Award, if I played in Hannaford, like whether it was playing soccer or basketball, the things I used to do mm-hmm. that really supported um, everything, you know, who I was at that moment in time. And I think, like for the most part, I, I think I'm a bit of a shit disturber and yes, kind of like yes. not get, you know, to mess. And so I don't take it for granted that everything that was going on around me and all the people who were supporting me didn't help channel some of that, uh, that energy. And, okay. so, and so there are a couple of reasons. So one, I wanted to create a foundation to kind of be an example of just to show people like, man, we really need to support and put money into these communities because I think I'm just one example. Um, there you go. There's better examples than me of what can happen and, and the, yep. how bright these features can be. Yeah. Two, yep. the other reason too was I was just like, oh, there's not enough black people who who are who who are who are running these these programs. And so I meant more from a 
like people need to see you in that role. So hopefully more yeah. of them can yeah. come up and do, do that. So that was yeah. the thing. The other thing was, um, and you'll love this because you love how random all my stories are, but I, one of my close friends was working at Indigo bookstores. And mm-hmm. so, um, so I would go in to see him and take him out for lunch. And so I'd go into Indigo and be like, Hey man, you ready to go for lunch? He's like, nah, somebody's on lunch right now. I got to wait 15 minutes. So they're like, okay. I'll just look at the books. And he goes, no, 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 there's a piano there. Go play the piano. So I was like, okay, mm-hmm. go. So I go play the piano. And so yeah. for a couple of weeks, this is going on and going on. And so where I'd just show up an hour before his lunch and play the piano for an hour before yeah. it was time yeah. to go for lunch. Yeah. One day some guy comes in and here's me. Here we go. And uh, the door so, opens. I can yeah. feel the door is going to open. Right? Yeah. So he speaks to my buddy. He happens to speak to everybody working there. He happens to speak to my friend. I don't know if he spoke to somebody else first and who told them that my friend, that we were friends. Yeah. Now, yeah. He happens yeah. to speak to my friend. He's like, who's that guy playing piano? He's like, I like the way he plays. He should teach me to play piano. So, mm-hmm. okay. So he comes up to me and he's with the, his wife and his daughters. He goes, hey, I like the way you play piano. Would you come to my house and teach me to play piano? I'm like, yeah, sure, why not? So I start teaching the guy to play piano. And we ended up becoming we ended up becoming friends. We're still friends to this day. He's one of, he's another one of my mentors. And wow. um and it turns out he is this like, you know, uh very successful tax lawyer who's the consulate uh from Monaco and um, you know, and uh, has offices in like, you know, Toronto, Montreal, and uh, a couple of places in Europe and, uh, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. in Switzerland, between Switzerland, and Portugal and like Naples or something. And so, uh, and so we start, you know, becoming friends. He also plays a little guitar. So we'll start jamming a little bit yeah. as a college up north. And so he invites me up to his cottage one uh, weekend. And uh, so I was like, yeah, sure. I'll come up to the cottage and hang out. And so we're hanging out at the cottage and we're just chatting and he goes, uh, you know, he's like, so what do you really want to do with your life? I'm like, I don't know. And the first thing that comes to my mind, which again, I don't really know why, was like, oh, I'd love to start a foundation. And he's like, well, what kind of foundation? I was like, well, I'd love to start a foundation. Oh, no. I'd love to support. <laughs> like, I'd love to kind of um, not just give back, but I'd love to kind of yeah. have something that, you know, will help get kids one of the things I think was really important when I was growing up was was music camps and getting kids out of yeah. the neighborhood, yeah. going, seeing kids from other communities within the city. Okay. And and not so much comparing yourself against them, but also understanding that you're just you have just as much opportunity as ability as them as well, which I think was really important. Yeah. And uh, so we chat. He's like, "Oh, well, you know, that's that's great. You know, we should help you put that together." Wow. So he just gets his firm to put the foundation together for me. Okay. Something I, something I thought was going to take forever to do, plus yep. I the money or the means, yep. they get done in a in a matter of a couple of months. And Thompson. So, and it was oh, like, you know it was done way before I even knew what to do with it, and I'd even argue. I still don't even know what to do with it, but yeah, but it's coming, man. It's coming because you set it up when you were nineteen, yeah. and it's seen different iterations. It's done things. It continues to in the pandemic. Who who put his hand up and said, "I'm going to do something," and I'm getting a call from him. It was you, <laughs> and it was a random call, but I I loved getting it, which is, I'm putting hundreds of chalk kits together because I want to give the finger to COVID and, and you did, man, I I really applaud you for that's one of many, many moves that you've made with this arm of, of your, of your work through the foundation. Yeah. I I think that's like a big, 
That's a big learning. It's and and you're right. Like it's it was weird that you did it probably, but I love hearing. I've never heard you tell me that story of like the the real reason why you did it is to is to like bridge that gap with with community, yeah. right? And um that's so special, you know. Um and and yeah, you're going to grow into it. I love the fact that it's still with you, you know, well, because I've been, been fortunate. Yeah. You know, one of the cool, the cool things, like we were just chatting about the documentary, uh, yeah. which I even completely forgot about, which was, um, so the documentary, um, so basically what happened was the, I did a, a proposal to put together a program, um, gave it to the city and they had this initiative for like first time programs to help fund it. So sent them the program. Oh yeah. 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 Right. Yeah, and they they awarded me some money, and then yeah. I had had uh, my friend Juan, who was looking for a documentary to film. I had him film it because I knew at the time he hadn't figured something out and mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know what to do. And I was like, "Oh, you have a little bit of time. Can you come just uh, follow this for me?" And I was like, "Sure." Mm-hmm. And he said, "Sure." So after we did the first week of um, we did that sort of week pilot project, my thought was like, "Oh, you know, I'll take this thing and try and raise some money, use it to raise some money." And he was like, no, I really like it, man. You got to continue the program for the rest of the year. I'm like, no, nah, I don't have any money. He's like, you got to continue the program for the rest of the year. He yeah, got yeah. Provo and um, TVO to send me letters saying, hey, can you continue this program? Because we wow. have to follow the program. Wow, wow, wow. So, and, but, you know, they said that, but they weren't giving me any money to do it. And uh, and I went back okay. to the city. The city didn't give me any more money to do it. And I said, hey, mm-hmm. there's this opportunity. So, um so I happened to, uh, and what's hilarious is because this person's still in my life, but my friend mm-hmm. Carter, who's the CEO of uh, Sony, I had met him um, when I was uh, when I was sixteen, uh, doing a show. I wasn't doing the show, but I was playing at a house party for Quincy Jones, and so wow. Shane, a couple of the record execs, they they all gave me their card, so they're like, you know probably just because I asked and I thought it was a cool thing to get people's business cards when I was 16. So I got all the yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, cards from everybody from Warner to me, EMI went on and, yeah. and Shane and um, Carter and Cody, what's the name? Uh, uh, Steve Cody were the only ones to kind of, to, um, to respond to my emails. And then Steve mm. kind of fell off at, you know, I'm sure any middle-aged man who has some like, <laughs> kid who's sending him emails just being like hey can you send me some cds because i didn't yeah, know what to yeah. do with those concepts i just thought it was cool that yeah. the cd so i just sent them weird yeah. e- i i, I want to yeah. look for those emails because I, I don't have this yeah man email. yeah it's they would the just art of the weird, pitch right? though yeah 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 so, yeah but you're full of piss right it's like yeah. yes so shane yeah. shane becomes uh shane ends up becoming a really great friend and i you know wow. i'll say again like because it sounds like i feel like i've called everybody a mentor but shane's become a really great friend and mentor and you know, while I was doing the day camp at the Richard Park School of Music, Shane mm-hmm. let me bring the kids to um, Sony to the uh, to the headquarters when they were down in Liberty Village. Oh I'll, wow! I'll do the shop at that time, you could still there's still some CD pressing stuff going there. Give the cool man, give cool. the kids tons of CDs. I'd always request a bunch, so each sort of um, cohort of campers would always have these CDs that would come in from the um, from from Sony Films, so they're always so happy. We did a little video when we were at the shop of uh, the at the time this guy named Sean. Um, uh, there's a Jamaican artist, young kid. Uh, I'm forgetting it, but he was he was big at the time. He had this big song. The kids were singing it. Uh-huh. Somebody grabs a camera, 
gets a video of the kids singing it. They send it to to Sean. Um, oh, what's his name? Oh, it'll come to me. He sends a video back to the kids. So cool thing. Oh man! So yeah. that all to say. So when it came time to do the thing, I had no money. So I called okay. up Tim Carter or sent him a, a note. And the other person I sent a note was um, I had just done some work with and didn't really know well, but I thought I'd take you know a leap of faith because I mm-hmm. he was in music, he'd like it. Was Bob Ezrin. And so, oh yeah, um, yeah. So the documentary actually is was supported and funded. The only reason why it got off the ground and was able to do it was because Shane Carter and Bob Ezrin were the guy. Holy who shit! Who sent me money? Holy shit! But, right? And like, how cool is that story? No, it's <laughs> so cool. I mean, nice friends to have, and and I'm I'm really happy to hear that you remain friends with a lot of these people, yeah. and and that's where the beauty of music really, I think, does. You call it what generalist versus what was the other one? What's Tiger Woods? Specialist, yeah. Specialist, like I think the idea of like a career in music, a creative career in music, really leads to these wormholes that you can't really predict going into it, right? Like I don't, I think like I think if you and, and I've I've often thought of like other careers or other other vocations, other jobs. Not that we even call this a job. It's like it's 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 too much fun, but like. What you know, you know. I think if you wake up and you're in construction, you, you're in construction, and and yeah, sure, the job sites might change, but really, the you know, and and not, not no disrespect, it's like it's not that there isn't um, uber creativity on a construction site, and and relationships and all of that stuff. It's just the 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 ambiguity in music, right? The the and not only financially, and I think it's just like not knowing where the adventures lead you, where yeah. the relationships lead you. You know, the, the school was Earl Haig. That's Earl where Haig. I first, yeah. that's where I first met you. So if I think of, if I trace you from Earl Haig to right now in 2020, it's like you've lived multiple lives and you have a, you have this foundation, you have this base, uh, pardon the pun on the, on the, your, your, your foundation, but you do have this base uh, that you build everything around um what what motivates you in in your work thompson to um what do you want to do with it now as you're as you are a little more mature in 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 what you do you you clearly have wisdom in in hearing you in this interview even that that i you know i i see maturing over over time that your wisdom like you're just you're more confident in what you're doing these days than i've seen even in the past five years like it's it's a it's a big ramp up. So, what motivates you? Where do you want to go with your your music? Uh, what do you want to do with it? Like, why do you still make music? Uh well, yeah, I still make music because music's the only thing that makes sense. <laughs> uh, you know, man, for me, I just you know I think I'm f- fortunate uh, that um, that I've been able to kind of just be in a a place that I can create. Um, and I just, I'm one of the things I've always loved about music or the opportunity was not just so one, I love traveling, but I love like exploring and finding out new things. And like music for me has been the best medium to do that is, is to, it's been the best nice. medium to open up the world in a way that nothing else could. Right. You know, yeah, yeah, about yeah. how, you know, I say how rich my life has been because of music where the same experiences that music has uh, afforded me 
without the music, I would have never afforded, you know, been able to afford to have those things. And, you know, you know, you talked, talked about living in Greece and like a big part of that was because, you know, because I had the music, right. And places that I've traveled to and people that I've met, it's put me in rooms that like the only reason, the only thing that makes sense to in, in, in that room is, is the arts and what I have to offer, which is different, mm-hmm. um, you mm-hmm. know, from, from so many. And so for me, I think it's just, there's this, you know, there's this journey of not so much, you know, where am I going next, but mm-hmm. it's like I, not knowing what that destination is and like having some of these things drive it. I think one of the coolest things. For it's, me, it's like embra- embracing that yeah. unknown almost, right? Yeah. It's like that, that's the exciting part of it is the journey is not even where you know where you're going, right? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And I think for me, um, the one one of the things that's been beautiful is just how uh how cool the the community around me has been to kind of open up you know open up a pathway open up doors uh Mm -hmm. bring things you know to me that i would have never uh expected or you know things i would have never considered that now all of a sudden are possibilities and options i like it hey you mentioned earlier like running out of money and you know, with that, with that, with the documentary, listen up is the name of the documentary. Uh, listen, listen, to listen to this. Yes. Sorry. Sorry. Uh, I get, sometimes I get caught in my own cliches. Um, but how important is money to, uh, just getting things done in, in, in you know, I just think like, so I would, how, how do you view money like in all of this? So there's two things. So money, I would say, is incredibly, crucially important to getting things done. However, the right mm. network can um, uh, can circumvent that. And so there have been um, oper- there have been times in my life where you know you needed money to kind of do what it was, but because mm-hmm. the re- relationships were there, that either made the money not an issue in terms of attaining or it eliminated that problem. And so, and so yeah. kind of how I, I look at a lot of things, which is sure it takes money to do certain things, but you know, sometimes uh, or many times what I've experienced like over and over again is that the money um, itself isn't the obstacle. Um, and so, nice. you know, and so if, yeah. you know, one of the things I've said to people is that, Sometimes it's not um, the resources that we lack, but being resourceful. And so I like it. Yeah. And I, and I've, that's been so true for me in, in many different places. And uh, um, you know, we were talking about the first, you know, the first studio album with the trio, yeah. which, you know, putting kind of that money together. Once I decided that's what I want to do, then the support all of a sudden was there and, and no longer was I stressed out about now I need to find the money to raise to kind of do that. And so Uh I found time and time again that, you know, there are things I decided to do that money seems like an obstacle, but once I start Mm -hmm. moving towards that goal, all of a sudden the opportunities to figuring out how to achieve them start to present themselves. I like that. It's like, it's like, it's like a means to an end. It's like the money, the money. And I like, I like, I like all, I, I suspected you were of that opinion that, that money is a necessary kind of thing to, to getting a, a job done to, to executing your vision or your goal to the best of its ability. But you, uh, you seem more preoccupied with the goal. 
Yeah. And, and right. And, and that's the most important thing. And then finding the money after to, to build that up. Yeah. yeah. Which makes sense. Makes sense to me. Um, and you did that first record when you came back from Berkeley. And then how long did it take you to release your second record, Thompson? Uh, so the first one I did, I did independently. And then the second one was with E1, same with the third one. Um, so I'm preparing for the fourth record, but it'll be the the third record with uh, under um, the E1 banner. What's the second record called? It's called The Offering. That's so funny. I was like, ah, singing the single, but... Let's um, let's play something from the offering. This is with you with the uh, the Egbo Trio. Yes. What do you want to play? Let's play the offering. Hmm. The offering. What do we want to play? Uh, what do we want to play? Let's play. Uh, let's play tribute. Yeah, tribute. Can you talk about it? Yeah, tribute. So this record was very funny. We spent three days in the studio which I joke about, which is, which was uh, two and a half more days than we needed to record a jazz. No, album, nice, nice. Right? Uh, yeah. But the last day we just started writing some music. We just, um, we basically recorded the album or what I thought would be the album. And oh. we recorded a full Christmas album and then we had still some time. So I said, let's just start making stuff up. And uh, three of the mm-hmm. tunes that we made up, um, made it to the record and so oh yeah of, this is one of the tunes that we uh just kind of wrote on the spot with each other and um and and who who is in you got jeff halishuk yeah and on uh, the drums yeah and randall hall guys i went to humber with so randall hall on the bass this is thompson agbo agbo and from his can i say latest record because yeah. the other one isn't out yet his latest record the offering this is tribute
Right on, Thompson. Thank you for sharing. Um, as we wind down, let's go down a little bit. We'll go rifle round on this to, to wind down. What was it like meeting Quincy Jones? Oh, amazing. Yeah. Playing for him, playing for him. I, you know what? I was just, it was such a cool. Um, You're 16? You're yeah. 16 when you meet him? Yeah, yeah. And it's a funny story. So, like, again, back to, like, you know, I, I feel like it's just a broken record, right? Everything revolves around sort of community and um and uh, you know what that that uh, what I was saying to you earlier, which that social infrastructure and just the people yeah. around you. And yeah. a friend of mine was a friend of mine was hosting the party, um, and and they basically called me up, said we had somebody in line, and it's one mm-hmm. of those you know actually funny enough, this was probably one of the the only times where you know the exposure actually paid off, right? Where they're like, yeah. yeah, we have no money, but you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. I get what you're saying. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. And so, you know, <laughs> and this, this is the best yeah. part. This is the best part about it. It's like in our budget, we don't have money to pay you, but we do have money for you to go pick up the piano that you want and have it delivered here to play. And I'm like, oh, man. Shit. Funny how people Shit. think about these Shit. things, yeah. right? Yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. So, oh, okay, so the piano mover is getting paid. Cool, 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 yeah, cool. Just yeah, checking, just checking. There, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but Quincy Jones is going to be there. So that is actually a nice form of, okay. Yeah. I'll, I'll, yeah, yeah. It makes yeah. the $50 worth it. Wow. Wait, uh, uh, that, that 50 bucks. Cool. I think they paid for my cab home. Actually, All right. funny, you want to know a funny story, actually. Um, yeah. So the, uh, the, the thing that's actually crazy about this, because obviously I grew up in Regent Park, is – this whole this whole story around playing for Quincy Jones was funny because it was one of my friends. Um, mm. So think of like you know our, our our good friends at the Minstrel. So that sort of elk of uh, yeah people where they were very concerned that I was going to go and I was you know a young guy yeah and uh, um, my friend Christina she was very adamant that I be dressed very properly and you know she's British and uh, and so she was. Like, make sure, um, she says to her friend, Christina, make sure that we go get him some nice clothes so he doesn't look like the help. And, you know, now I'm thinking, oh, come on. (laughs) So, so my friend Julia takes me to Harry Rosen, gets me, um, buys me a white shirt and a nice tie. Yeah. Yeah. I go over to her place and shower and change. She throws me in a cab to her friend, Inga. Um, uh, bless her soul, passed away a few years ago, had a clothing mm. store on Lawrence and Young and to mm. go so she could go tie my tie. So I went there, took the cab there. Oh, wow. Tie, threw me back in the cab and sent me down to Rosedale where this house was. I get out of the cab and I first thing I get asked is if I'm security. And so, and, uh, it, oh my God. Thompson. But I got, you know, I'm 16 at this time. I'm probably, yep. You know, I'm, I'm like six two, two hundred pounds, but now I'm much heavier yeah. than that. But I think now, even now, I don't think I look quite like security, but whatever. So <laughs> I go play, you know, and I yeah. play. I do the evening. The evening's lovely. It's great. I yeah. I meet a gentleman by the name of Hayden Neal, who was the lead singer of Jack Soul. We became friends for oh for right, right, Hayden Neal, yeah, yeah. And uh, and Hayden was a great guy. So the, the night happens. Everything's lovely, great. I told you some of the other stories. Then I get mm-hmm. put in a cab. And I 
the cab goes to take me home. And at that, that time, you know, Regent Park still had a very, very bad reputation. The cab yeah. driver will not drop me off in front of my um, apartment. It only drops me off at the corner and speeds off. And so he won't drive me all the way up to my house. But here's where the story wow. gets even real better is the very next morning I start my first shift at Tim Hortons. And so the whole, the like that 24 hours or like, you know, um, well, for well. our period of going from like, you know, yep, Forest, yep, yep. here Rose into Forest Hill, sort of yep. like, you know, th- through Upper Toronto, um, down to Rosedale to Regent yep. Park, you know, playing for coach yep. back to Regent Park, cab driver won't Whoa. drop you off home, and you start working at Tim Hortons, right? <laughs> What a, what a, what a slice of life that yeah. is right there. A, a little microcosm, a yeah. little, yeah. Thank you for that window into, uh, it, it, what a story, what a story, you know, I want to learn a few more things here, but we, we've got about 10 minutes left if, if you're good for it. Yeah. You're, you're, um, how are you coping with the pandemic? Are you, what's your, what's your life like these days? How is your mental health? Like, how have you, have you felt that you've thrived over uh, the last little while or is it, has it been a struggle? Um, uh, you know what, for me, so I felt, um, I felt great, a little guilty, um, uh, guilty because last uh, August I started working at the bank. And, yeah, uh, yeah. and so, you know, not that music hasn't been a part of that. I've still been playing quite a bit you know, hasn't really slowed down. The performance stuff hasn't slowed down. And then mm-hmm. the pandemic hit and uh, it devastated, you know, my music, music income, not just the music, yeah. but like the music income, like even though like I have, you know, I have another job um, has been, a cr- you know, uh, wouldn't quite say crushing below because people are actually dealing, you yeah. know, I've, I've been able to kind of tread water, I guess I would say. So, so which is something I have to be thankful for. Yeah, um, for sure. I think for me, you know, one of the things that one of the repeating themes of this uh, evening has been just community. And so my big yeah. concern about that is, you know, I'm fortunate that I feel like, you know, I'm good. My family's good for, um, yeah. for now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. But what that means for what all of this means for community and, yeah. Um, yeah. you know, everyone has their own opinion about all this stuff and whatnot. Yeah. I, a lot of people suffering, right? A lot, a lot of people are suffering. Of, yeah, yeah. You know, and I feel that, uh, you know, if, again, yeah. if we look at sort of like we were talking about the Tiger Woods versus Roger Federer, what <laughs> I feel like yeah. is that there is a bit, I feel like the way we're approaching it is a little too narrow. Um, I think health, the how we define health has become a little bit narrow. Um, and, and so, you know, I'm mm. looking at more ways to support people um in you know in, in safe ways because the connection nice. connection is incredibly important and we yeah. can't deny yeah. that and uh um yeah what what motivates you like what 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 kind, i mean i know it's 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 seriously motivating i love the gesture of the chalk kits for for kids in the neighborhood over the summer like when you think of the muscle that you have like really like the ability that you have it's like that this, some of these things just keep me I want to like, I keep hearing about all the deaths in the, the, um, the long-term care facilities and wanting to make more of a difference there. It's like, you know, everyone keeps talking about the stuff that we can't do, but it's like, well, okay, well, yeah. what can we do? Like, what, what can we do? Is it, 
I don't know. I, I feel like we got to break that in a safe way. I'm not talking about like um, making a super spreader event at a, at a long-term care facility. Yeah. We seem to be doing a good job of that already, but I'm talking about, I don't know. I, and I realize there are problems that are bigger at the moment than someone squawking on a clarinet in the field outside a long-term you know, care facility. Well, maybe but that's like a problem though. Maybe there aren't things that are bigger, right? You know, and I think. Exactly. Exactly. You can't look at it as like a, take care of this first. And then that's a secondary kind of approach. You, you got to take it that seriously. Yeah. Yeah. And that's exactly how I, feel, I agree with you, which is that there is a, um, hmm. um, you know, if we look at, you know, one of the things I uh, think about in, in terms of a lot of stuff. And when you think about like balance, right. So if we look at uh, say, if you're investing in, in, in anything and what yeah. you say the best thing to do, which will support you throughout the, the your whole life of your investment career is, you know, a good um, mix of different um, assets, right? So, or asset class. Yeah, yeah. Look at yeah, the yeah. location. So you want some stocks, whatever. Um, sure. You know, and, and that translates as well as if, uh, let's think you want to be a healthy person, um, your diet is the exact same thing. We need a good mix of, you know, of proteins and veggies and things like that. You need a good mix of all these different things. And that's really what's going to support you. Um, not one thing is going to... Um, uh, be sustainable regardless of if it's a very healthy choice or a very poor choice. You need yeah. this, sort of, you need this, you know, for better, lack of a better word, this ecosystem of um, different things that go into it. And so mm-hmm. my thing right now, um, or my thought is, is with, as we think about our health and how we're dealing with the pandemic, which is yeah. what is the ecosystem of pieces that we need to kind of start to put together mm-hmm. um, to help us move through this, right? Because it can't be, there can't be one solution. Um, to the way we approach all of this, um, because I like that, you know, and so and and that's kind of where my thought is. I'm not on one side or the other in terms of like how to deal, but I'm just think I think you know what is the yeah. broader. Um, it's but, fucked up that there is even side a side that's been made. I really I really feel that I feel that's like a it's an it's an insult to the challenge in front of us all. It's like what, what wait, you're a masker, you're an anti-masker, you're a vaxer, you're an anti-vaxer, you're a liberal, you're a conservative. Yeah. It's kind of bullshit at the end of the day in a, in a lot of ways, but I see those lines being drawn every day. Yeah. It's, it seems so it's all, it's boring. It's like, I don't know. I, I, there's so much work to, that needs to be done. Yeah. And like, you know, like, can we focus on that? Let's focus on that and, yeah. and making a big difference because you're right. Like there is a collective trauma that's hit. Um, and, and, you know, like it's, it's interesting to the, the little things, right? Like, like, like our, our, you know, the, our creative voices and what we output as artists, but also the bigger things, right. Is like, yeah. uh, people's health, your neighbor's health, your health, right. It's like, it's, um, I don't know. It's, it's, yeah. uh, you know, and health means a lot of things. I think for me, that's a big part health. Yeah. Health means a lot of things and it's yeah. not just one, you know, specific, very narrow, um, idea. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. And how do we be there for the most vulnerable? Because, you know, one of the you know other sides for me, which has been tough about this, is yeah. that you know, if I was just doing my music right now or just relying on that income, yeah, 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 it, it, I hear you. It, Don't it, even finish the sentence, right? right? I mean, I mean, you look, you really do look like a visionary with a lot of the moves that you made. 
You remember that day when you yeah. when you came in, into my office and you said, I, I want to get my real estate li- license? That was, a, in a way, you you switched over and, and, and diversified. You, you preserved the things you love the most in, in your music career yeah. to allow it a chance to breathe more, as you put earlier in this talk, to, to, to now cut to, you know, you, you mentioned how fortunate you feel to have gotten that job at, at a bank in August what I, because you're right, yeah. right? It's, yeah. What's ironic about that is when I left uh, the real estate company, um, mm-hmm. this thing hadn't worked out. And generally, I think the corporate way to do it is you wait till you get a new job before you quit your job. But I was like, I got music. Why would I wait? Oh, wow. Why would That's I, cool. Why would I wait in the job I don't want to do when I can go play? Nice one. Nice so, one. That's interesting. Yeah. And then to be, you know, a year removed from that exact thought and that exact decision to be yeah. a place where it's the quite opposite. Like the reason why I was able to, you know, the reason why I've been able to explore what I wanted to explore, different jobs, different opportunities, this thing is because the music has always been there to support and hold it up. And that's cool. And the whole position where that, the music has been kind of like its flexibility and, and um, support has been just like the bomb has been taken out of it. So it's so weird not to be, to be in a place where like, whoa, okay. mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. you know, you know what I also really liked about what you said earlier is like, you don't know where you're going. <laughs> it's just like, and you, and, and, but, but, but you're, you're confident in that. Like you, you, you because that really solidifies the fact that you're, it's about the journey. It's not really about the destination and we're in a pandemic. So yeah. no one, if they tell you they know where they're going is, is being sincere, I, th- I think, right. To an extent. Right. But um, what do you want to leave our listeners with? Play, what, like a, like- a fart. You know what I've noticed about you? You're not, um, I've tried to fuck with you a bunch lately and you're not having any of it. No, oh, you know what? That's I, I don't know if you remember, but like at some point I transcended where you are with your humor and you now have to come up to there it is. Like okay. you, that yeah. we and, and and maybe we can, you know, I'm I'm already not not that I'm offended, but just knowing yeah. you finally ran out of all the people yeah, you you're like that about, bait that that know, bait doesn't even work anymore. Now, so, now yeah, okay. that I'm at, you know, uh, this is like number 102. You know, um, you okay. run out of people to like uh, harass. There's yeah. probably been people who've been on more than once, and this is my <laughs> first time. You know, just uh, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm saying I'm not hurt or anything like that. I just, I just no, no, no. Band. <laughs> understood, understood. I like that. I like that transcending bit because uh, you know, in all sincerity, I feel it. I feel like you. Um, that was probably like a, a a sign of insecurity or something, right? Like that that thing you did it well. You you confused the shit out of people, but at the end of the day, like, yeah. oh my god, it, and it was so much fun to watch. But you don't you don't do that as much. Oh no, I still do. Just in okay, different ways. Yeah. All right. Fair enough. Transcendence it is. And uh, well, listen, I I won't keep you any longer. Thank you for making time, and uh, and for sharing some some wild stories we went all over we went from greece to to quincy to uh you know yeah thank you um do you want to play can you play something i guess you can't play something from the unreleased uh, when's it when's the new record come out oh i don't know i gotta record it first probably you know. oh okay yeah, okay yeah okay okay can you play something from from that then from the um the new release uh no i you know what i didn't set myself up to uh to do that you, although 
I'm sorry. No, I'm I'm sorry. I, I just I I can't stop messing with you. It's uh, still the old. Oh the. It's a, you can't play something from the unrecorded uh, release then, eh? Okay, it's fine. It's fine. Actually, I thought you meant because there's a keyboard right next to me. Can you oh shit! It? I don't even see it. No, oh, I'm just being. Okay. I'm just. I'm still being. Oh. I'm still fixated on being an asshole. Oh, that's, that's it's okay. Love, it's okay. I like that though. It's important. You know, um, that's why it's 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 incredibly important not to take ourselves too seriously. Amen. Amen uh, to that. You know, it's it's. Uh, what about something from uh, from one of the old releases from uh, from the first or from the first two? Yeah, uh, the late the late latest one. Let's let's do another one off a of tribute off off oh, of uh, the offering. Okay, sure. Um, let's uh, for off the offering. Let's. Uh, What's a good ending? What's a good ending uh, piece? Oh, like it's not that serious as a good ending one. Oh no, or um, pushing through. Let's do pushing through, right? Because all right, all okay. About, that's what we. That's all. That's all. It's about all about right. We got to push through I, this. I love it. I love it, Thompson. I love you. Thank you for making time. Thanks for having me. Pushing through. This is Thompson Egbo Egbo. Good night. Yeah. I don't even care that you were late, you know. <laughs> oh, damn. <laughs> damn, damn. I, I'm glad I was still recording that because uh, shit, man. Like, I'm never late.
Well, there it was. That was pushing through from Thompson Egbo Egbo's recent record, uh, The Offering. And check out all of his work. You can go to Egbo Music, that's E-G-B-O music.com, to learn all things uh, that are coming up in Thompson's uh, career. And we wish you the best, Thompson. Thank you for listening. Go to Industry Tactics, at Industry Tactics on Twitter, or uh, go to FriendlyRich.com to learn more about what, what's coming up on my end, including um, a chat with David Sait and Uneel later this month, prepping for a new release that we've got coming up. So very excited to share that with you. And uh, stay safe, everybody. We'll see you again soon on Industry Tactics.